heroes, and welcome to another episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your Game Master. Today we are continuing our Time Watch adventure with our friends from the Chicago Loot Drop charity. But before we get to that, I want to announce that the Chicago Nerd Social Club will be teaming up with One Shot to do a role-playing 101 night. For $40, you can wet your feet in the world of role-playing by sitting down for a game of Dungeon World with me, Cat, or one of the Chicago Nerd role-playing experts. Now, I know many of you are thinking, James, why on earth does that cost $40? It costs $40 because we will be capping off that evening with dinner and a show at Medieval Times. Considering Medieval Times tickets normally cost $60, that is a steal. Head over to the link in the show notes to get your tickets. For updates on this and other awesome one-shot promotions, be sure to follow us on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Or like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod. And with all that out of the way, let's get to the show. All right, heroes, welcome back to another week of Time Watch, and we're playing with Chicago Loot Drop. I'm going to go around the horn again and introduce all of our players. First up is Eric. You are playing Skeg. I am. Skeg is a psychic velociraptor from another timeline who is also an agent of Time Watch. Could you explain to us how Skeg got involved in Time Watch? So my reality was unfortunately wiped out by Time Watch, and my options were sort of sulk and listen to shoegaze or try to make things better and so i joined up with time watch now why did you you know why are you helping the organization that wiped out your reality wouldn't that make you enemies i'm trying to make things better they definitely did wipe out my reality that's something we're working on emotionally Mm. it seems like psychic velociraptors have a much better emotional maturity than most human beings well obviously (laughs) <laughs> I mean, have you seen the endocrine system in most mammals? It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so your theory then, Skeg, is that you became part of this organization to prevent that tragedy from happening to other realities. Yes. By giving them some emotional guidance. Yes. That's brilliant. I mean, there's only a few of us sophosaurs left that could potentially help at all. And because we are so much wiser, we owe it to the rest of the realities to help. Well, that's great. Let's move on to Reina, who is playing Dr. Leah Breen. Leah invented time travel. She did, yes. Um, actually, um, she not only invented time travel, she may or may not have taken some liberties with that. Um, taking the opportunity to, let's say, limit her competition's ability to be able to interfere with her her discovery and what she wanted to do with that. Unfortunately, Time Watch is not a big fan when you throw somebody into a time vortex randomly. Mm. Um, and so they came to um, offer her an, uh, the option to join them instead of... Uh, so you invented time travel uh, independent of Time Watch. Um, yeah, yes. Before entering Time Time Watch, I in fact was one of the one of the inventors. Although, let's be honest, the best of the inventors <laughs> of time. Yeah, travel. you do. No one can find the others. We're not sure what happened to them. Not quite sure. They were randomly thrown into a vortex. Apart from the gigantic Velociraptor, it seems we have a big party of villains. <laughs> uh, I'm just here to help. Well, I mean, you know. Leah is not necessarily a villain. She's not confined by morals. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but she's very logical and she's very curious as well. She really likes being in time wa- in tra- time watch because of the the history and kind of seeing how um, cause and effect work with that. And so she's she's really this keeps her occupied in a positive way instead of a negative one. Which let's be all honest, we know those kids that they just need a little bit of oh, guidance to go yeah. the right way and they're fine. So. I think Leah's kind of like that. Mace right. Hunter has several of those kids. But we'll get to Mace Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> so they say. Right now, let's move on to Connie. Connie uh, is playing Altani. I am. They rhyme. Uh, they do. Now, how did Altani get involved in Time Watch uh, well, as a Mongolian Al- princess? You know, Altani was leading a very stayed life. Stayed for a Mongol. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she's very good at looting and bra- pillaging and rampaging and, you know, just taking people and using them as meat shields and all that stuff. Right. And that's fine. Uh, but she wanted something more, something different in her life. Uh, she just wanted to experience the world, something beyond the steps. Right, right. You know? And maybe have a bubble bath every now and again. I don't know. So how did she get in contact harsh. with Time Watch in order to accomplish that? Um, well, actually, it must have been Kalfala that brought her into the fold. Oh, really? Indeed. Very, very interesting. Uh, let's actually move on to Kalfala and Bill, uh, who is playing Kalfala. Uh, uh, since we have a thread here, uh, how did Kalfala get Altani, you know, integrated into the fold of Time Watch? Well, I was, uh, I was very fascinated with her. I know she was, uh, in, as a historic figure, an incredibly capable leader who was held back by gender norms in the Mongolian times. Oh, of course. And, uh, was, was the, the, I argued Time Watch into, uh, accepting her clearly, uh, superior skills into a better use than, uh, than they were being put to at the time. Oh, very cool. I myself joined Time Watch when, uh, when uh, my ship was my 24th century starship was attacked by aliens, uh, my escape pod was launched and then lost, but lost into Time Watch rather than being lost in general. So of course, uh, there's a, there's, there seems to be a threat of aliens, and it's uh, in in our current session. And I'm uh, you're don't, ready. Don't I don't yeah. have any particular love of aliens. No. Of course. Uh, so yeah, you you hit your uh, hyperdrive jump. You overloaded the engines and ended up outside space and time at the Time Watch Citadel, rather than crashing into a planet before you reached it. As... For the record, I'm not an alien. I'm from Earth. <laughs> Weird. That, that's a very important point. The, the, the real Earth. Well, that doesn't exist anymore. So that's, that's racist. Yeah. <laughs> You know, we'll avoid. Is it? it would it be? Ra- it would be like specious. Ra- yeah. right? it would, that- not even specious because it's like the dimension. Realist. That's realist of you. That moves us on to Mace Hunter, played by Mike Chuck, whose name I should have remembered and did not. Uh, Mike, uh, before we get into Mace Hunter, I just want a quick mention about Chicago Loot Drop. We're going to do a condensed version this time. Right. People already know about the tragedy, uh, about the, <laughs> people <laughs> already know about the charity. It's a great organization, um, and it's definitely something gamers would be into. Where can they find a loot drop on the internet? Um, our website is chicagolootdrop.org, um, as well as probably the best places to find us though in terms of frequent updates. Mm-hmm. Um, just following us throughout the week is facebook.com slash Chicago Loot Trap and uh, twitter.com slash Chicago Loot Trap. Very cool. All right. Uh, you're playing Mace Hunter. Yes, Mace Hunter. 
inter inter uh inter timeline interdimensional big game hunter mace hunter i am big on game hunting how did how did mace hunter get uh, adopted into time watch well um and not for the last time not for the first time and not for the last time mace claimed a lady that was not his mm he has made several enemies throughout time and such, and not for the first time and not for the last time, Mace was stabbed in his sleep. <laughs> However, it was almost for the last time, but thankfully because of my amazing skills as I presume lover, but maybe as hunter, um, Time Watch decided to pull my bleeding body out of the time stream and pull it into the Citadel. And let's just say... Time travel has never been the same since. That's true. It's uh, usually done with a lot more care and uh, approached with respect for the history and the creatures that live rate. in that time. One hundred percent success rate. <laughs> he, you can't. He gets results. He may not follow the rules, but he gets results. Um, and with that, let's rejoin your quest. Time is not fragile. Like a river, it ebbs and flows, splitting into many channels and pools, extending in either direction farther than the mind can comprehend. However, thieves, tyrants, and titanic terrors which defy imagination seek to prey on the innocence at the very reaches of reality. Our only defense against these chronological cretins are the brave heroes who stand century in the Citadel, which sits outside of time. Those champions of continuity, Time Watch! And now, the One Shot Podcast presents tonight's episode, Panic on the Watchtower. So we have just decloaked your spaceship. Uh, Kefala, why don't you describe uh, for the audience, the listening audience, what, what does your spaceship look like? Oh, it's your uh, typical 24th century runner. I mean, it's got uh, twin engines. And, uh, you know, I, we had to opt for the bigger model to actually have five seats for our crew this mm-hmm. time. But, you know, it, it was worth it. And you know, Standard but, saucer design or is it? Oh, no, it's, uh, you know, think, um, oh, God, the, it's a sort of flat oblong with twin engines in the back, mm-hmm. rounded front. Um, not Racing quite. stripes. Well, yeah, well, you get I mean, the undercoating. You got to get the undercoating. I mean, yeah. this Is was this a, group, de- a group decision, so I'm sure you, we could have opted for the racing stripe model. <laughs> so you are now standing in front of your spaceship, uh, which you have just summoned, uh, in front of a crowd of uh, you know onlooking Egyptians. Thankfully, they are not as freaked out because they have a lizard person standing right there. Hello. <laughs> oh, it's clearly the gods doing. Nothing to worry about. So instead of panicking, they've uh, gone to, uh, you know, bowing to you and singing your praises. Hail, Skag! Hail, Skag! Y- yes, hello. We might need to remember to come back lizard. here and uh, clean up some records at some point <laughs> in, in the future. When you draw me, you can just draw a bird. It'll work. <laughs> so uh, I'll set in a course for... The Great Wall. The Great Wall of China. Um, so, uh, and within a couple of minutes, uh, you zip across the earth to the Great Wall of China, which, much to your relief, is still there. Yep, that's a wall, guys. Good job, team. That's one of the uh, three ancient wonders, right? My head's kind of hurting right now. Um I feel I feel like there's something. Oh my goodness, Perhaps I you cannot would this take man. this anymore. That's it. I know, I know. I'm the best medic here, and so I am going to spend a... Uh, 
What are you at, Bill, for your chronal stability? <laughs> Negative six. Yeah, you can have, like, two of those. So that's, Sweet. I think, four of your right. chronal stabilities back. And um, while I'm at it... Darling, I'll patch you up. Okay. <laughs> are you talking to me? Hello. Are we seeing... You a- look uh, confused there. Time travel's wary, I understand. He grabs her by the claws. I'm not particularly comfortable with you touching me. <laughs> I'll get you right soon. I'll get you right real good. I'm going to use two. He gently uh, ruffles the feathers on her head. <laughs> please, please don't. It feels uncomfortable. <laughs> It'll feel good eventually. All right, so I'm just going to heal you up. For uh, I'm going to use my two uh, reality anchor points to... Um, I'm going to do a, like a, a phantom scratch off because then I'm going to spend my stitch to then replenish my... Actually, I'm going to hold on to that in case I do need it for something other than healing later. So yeah, and you can, always, you can always replenish on the run later. That's true. Um, so, yeah, you... Uh, the time watch, uh, when you expend these expendable resources, you can turn in stitches, which you earn by doing cool and or funny things during the game, getting rewarded by either the game master or your fellow players. You can spend those on refreshing your abilities that get used up. The only thing you can't use them on is your core uh, investigative skills. Um, um, this doesn't often happen to Dr. Leah Breen. She is quite brilliant, but I actually did my math wrong, so I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, Give Kalfala another couple over there to get him into the positive. Oh, all, all three. No, no, I've got six, dear. Oh, six. Using up three. So I'll you have. Six. So you have four actually. So you have eight total chronal stability. You should be in the positive. You gained me eight. Yeah. Yep. You need back it. to the positive. I can't use these for replenishing my abilities. You mean not the investigative, the just investigative the general abilities. Or can you? Also you can't use it for. You can use it for any ability, but not an investigative ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're you're scuffling, like you're shooting, your the athletics, the generals, yeah, any of those. All right, so you have a decoke spaceship. You are on the way to the Great Wall. You actually no, you're at the Great Wall now. Uh, you're overlooking it. It is still there. What do you do? Well, I'd like to be a little bit proactive and set up. Um, you know, we were trying to triangulate some stuff and whatnot, and so I'm thinking maybe I can just put a little something on it so that it'll help me. To be able to, if it does disappear, triangulate where it goes a little bit easier. Excellent. Excellent. Do you have an investigative ability that you're going to use to do that? You don't need to spend a point, but if you do, it will give you greater effect. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's some science here. Science, yeah. So So you can have my science, one of my sciences. Okay, so you spend a point of science, um, and you're setting this up to dial into any signals. And as you are looking, you notice... There are radio signals right here where you are before the radio has been invented. There are distinct radio signals coming from the Great Wall itself. Well, that's odd. That's certainly odd. Was it built on rock and roll? Well, it's not a city. Okay. So. Just a wall. Just a wall. I don't have any architecture training. All raptor cities were built on rock and roll. (laughs) It is a strong foundation. (laughs) It is a rock for the ages. How do you suppose we would find the source of that? Science. Science. You could, yeah, you could, so you use your science. It's difficult to find the exact positioning and the origin of this. If you got an hour, you would be able to do this 
easily and find out where the signal is coming from strongest. But if I happen to want to hack that real fast, mm -hmm. I could totally do that in like 10 minutes, yep. right? So, so you, pull, you pull the hack, and at first it is confusing. So you guys are down on the wall now, right? Am I to understand that? Mm -hmm. So you beam yeah. down to the wall in your bizarre blue uniforms, and uh, there are guards rushing over I towards you. I don't you. still look like some sort of messed up version of an Egyptian deity. Uh, that <laughs> depends. You, if you wanted to strip off that gold in the plane, you are welcome to do no, that. No, I'm keeping yeah. it. <laughs> I don't even know if the Great Wall of China and uh, the Great and the pyramids existed at the same time because this is this is after this is after the pyramids were constructed, so we can be a little bit gentle with that. Um, <laughs> this is well after yeah. I, they didn't actually construct the conflicting timelines. We're talking time travel. Yeah. 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 I think there's about a thousand years. Or yeah, I think the way the pyramids them. disappeared at the same time that the Great Wall of China existed. We'll just we'll just retcon that in mm -hmm. that's a long gap of no time travel um so it's a good spaceship yeah it's a good spaceship. does that mean i was just like trying to impersonate a god in front of the a caliphate yes <laughs> awesome <laughs> sure that worked out awesome all right uh, there are people who kept the old ways alive i'm yeah, sure, yeah, sure in there anyway uh you guys are at the great wall oh boy History's a mess, isn't it? Um, you guys, it's getting messier. You guys are at the Great Wall, and there are guards rushing towards you because you just appeared on the wall. However, uh, uh, Leia's stuff is still working. So at first, it was difficult. You're way in your head right now. You don't even have time to acknowledge the fact that there are guards rushing towards you. You're in your head, and you're thinking like, oh, man, the signal is so strong from here. But when I walk over here, the signal changes. It's like... Of course, there are multiple signals being emitted. Obviously. So you look around the area and you know that some of these objects are probably not what they appear. And it's going to take further like on the ground investigation, physical investigation, not just radio waves to figure out what's going on when the guards arrive um, and they start shouting in ancient Chinese. Thankfully, you do have... Uh, translators and i believe altani probably just speaks that i do i do and i use my uh voice of authority to say halt you are not welcome here turn around and go back eh? <laughs> you're gonna spend the point for that oh yeah sure i can back her up no. with intimidation you want to should i not spend a point for that can I just use my voice of authority yeah you can just use your voice of authority yeah. and what your voice of authority does is uh, for a second they pause uh, but then they realize what a silly thing to tell guards on a wall that they are. That's what we're supposed to be telling you. <laughs> nice try. But you halt. You're not welcome here. And they high five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they showed me. <laughs> I don't know this is you... why the Mongols never made it over the wall, you know. Oh, we made it over the wall. You went around, <laughs> I think, actually. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Sneaky. Um, I don't know if you, you want to call this authority yeah. or intimidation, mm -hmm. but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back her up on this as a, a walking dragon. Okay. Uh, for, you're going to need to make... Uh, th this is one of your generals, right? 
No, interpersonal. These are interpersonals. Interpersonals. Okay, so you don't roll those. All right. Yeah. So you're now you're intimidating. Um, okay. And most of the guards have run away in terror. However, there is one guard who stands firm. For the record, because I do so much of my stuff psychically, this is moving straight into Psychic the fear center of their brain. Yeah. So what you've done is basically sent projections of yourself devouring it's that up them. Endocrine system again. Um, it's going. But the the last one says, I will give my life for the emperor. And he charges at you. Um, hey, guys, we got a fighter here. <laughs> oh, no, we can, can we scrap. just stun him? Yes. We you can definitely. Yeah, I you everybody has stun, stun weapons. Weapon. I, I would like to do stun something. Stun weapon. <laughs> Mace Hunter has to enter into I some form of round. Go ahead, Macy. Go take care of it. All right, I have. Uh, I I am all hopped up on uh, being called a slave and fresh <laughs> Egyptian animal blood, which I drank, and I am ready for some fighting. While Doctor Breen here is doing some thinking, <laughs> so I'm just gonna run up. Uh, and little did you know that uh, Mace Hunter, one of his favorite things is time traveling, is Mace Hunter likes to not only watch, but he's actually, throughout time, with a little bit of change of costume, has been a pro wrestler several times. <laughs> of course he has. And so Mace Hunter just charges in, spears the guard straight through the gut. And just for a little flare, it goes for the pin. Does anybody want to do a count? All right, so you're this gonna... is spear with his head, not not spear with a spear. Yeah, shoulder, shoulder, shoulder. Oh, okay. Bam. Okay. Roll, roll your uh, yeah. scuffling. All right, I'm gonna use. Uh, I'm gonna use two. Two points. Two okay, points. so that adds two. So you all. So this is actually an automatic one. success. Yeah. I just need to roll. It's one. impossible to low roll below one as Perfect. it is a die. I will remind people. Of math. Um, Yeah, and so you tackle this guard to the ground, and you manage to pin him. And One, two, three. And you're you're like, like the guard is like gasping for breath. And you're standing on top of him, like cheering yourself on. Mace Hunter, Mace Hunter, Mace Hunter. Come on, everybody. No one. (laughs) Hey, we practiced this. (laughs) So meanwhile, uh, Doctor Le- Doctor Leia or Leah, jeez, I really got Star Wars on the brain. Meanwhile, Doctor Leah reveals to the party that there is some sort of physical device concealed on the wall that is transmitting radio signals, which is definitely not appropriate for the time period. Guys, this really shouldn't be happening here. We need to take care of this. Do you need me to break something? Old Bessie can shoot it. Well, this is a wall, and I don't know if you've noticed, but it goes on a little while that way and a little while that way, so you'd have a lot of things to shoot. Yeah, I'm not seeing the downfall for you here. I get it. You know, Mace, if you really wanted to be a little more efficient about this, we do have guns on the starship. Ooh. Is that not what old Bessie is? <laughs> I'm well, just we asking. Don't, that, that's new Bessie. Oh, we just want to stop the radio waves. We don't want to destroy the wall. Remember... We are trying to keep the wall from disappearing. I think well, destroying the a rare are moment we, of clarity for Mace Hunter. <laughs> you know, are we trying to keep it from disappearing? It's the adrenaline or rush has cleared my mind. To follow it. Or I'm just saying, or perhaps we can emit a high-powered electromagnetic pulse to disrupt all of the electric. If we disrupt the, I think that's a great idea. Altani. I'm a little bit impressed. <laughs> I've got to say. That is, a brilliant de- that is a brilliant idea. Yes, an EMP should prevent any sort of electronic activity in the area. 
Do we no. have shielding on our ship for this? Wait, wait. Be- this is going to be a terrible <laughs> Everybody idea. Everybody turn everything off. Before that happens, uh, Kilfala would like to take this poor, terrified Chinese guard off to the side uh, with their one of my little memory uh, memory reshuffling device. Yes. Perhaps give him a, a, a memory of a normal watch on the wall to help counteract the stories the other guards may be telling of dragons and... A people. <laughs> Perhaps you might interrogate him just a little bit to see if he knows if anybody planted these radios. You're right. I guess we probably should. I would leave that to you, but I'm afraid you might behead him afterwards. Indeed. It, my curiosity. It's been a while since the beheading. My curiosity still hasn't been satisfied. I say we let the wall go and follow it. By standing on the wall? Sure. That could be a long time to stand on the wall. And perhaps that is a lot of heat. To absorb oh, yeah. I'm all for battle defense. royals, but that's a lot of guards to wrestle. I don't imagine they'll just let us yeah. stand here forever. Agreed. I, I, Fine. I had a brief moment of not remembering certain... Well, I, I'm not sure I want to experience that event again mentally. You guys are no fun, no curiosity whatsoever, but fine. It seems I've been outruled. Perhaps you can put a tracking device on it just in case. Huh? Okay, thanks. <laughs> Perhaps after the EMP. Indeed. <laughs> so are you going to perform the EMP? I still didn't quite gather if that was in the works uh, yes. or not. Yes, and, and for the guard, are we interrogating first? Can you do that simultaneously? Well, yeah. we have to talk about it. <laughs> I would like you to interrogate the guard. Okay, I'd like to interrogate the guard. <sighs> so the guard is sort of like coming to, he passed out when uh, when Mace Hunter choked him Mace out. Hunter. Mm-hmm. <sighs> what happened? Oh, there was a there's there's a a threat to China attacking the wall. Has anything strange happened lately, other than I was tackled us? by a madman before that? No, but minutes ago. Before that, did did something? Were there visitors of a kind that you would not normally expect? Uh, no, no visitors of any kind. So completely normal. I mean, apart Perhaps from so. the madman, a, a little charm, nothing. Uh, so yeah, you, so yeah, you okay, roll. So so you, so you have oh, your charm. You don't have to roll like, anything. Hey, you know, I I've lived a long time. I know what guard duty's like. You know, it's boring. You got family, probably. You know, either or you want one. You know, nothing, on. nothing on nothing that I I know of. No. Um, mm-hmm. Perhaps the emperor would know more of of such a thing that you were speaking of. I mean, the emperor, it is his destiny to rule this land, but uh, apart from apart from that, I know of no grand destinies we would get for an exchange of our wall. This is to protect China's destiny and legacy. That's, that's, I, I understand, I understand. It's a very good point. Please, uh, please don't mind me as I put on sunglasses and please oh, have a look course. at this. Oh, of course. Oh, yes. Have a look at this pointy device. Uh, <laughs> There was a weather balloon reflecting light from Venus, and that was the dragon you saw. Weather balloon! <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yes. Exactly. He goes on to invent balloon technology, <laughs> and now China has hot air balloons, and unfortunately, they do destroy Mongolia. Sorry. <gasps> oh, I've just been splashed out of existence. <laughs> um... I'll go back and fix that later. Yeah. <laughs> and it's done. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> uh, so back to the EMP and tracking device. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. 
So you're going to set up an EMP. I will need you to uh, use some point of something in order to make a functional EMP that would be able to take out the entire wall. Because <laughs> that's a pretty massive blast. That is yeah. a huge I'm, area. I'll, I'll go ahead and jump in with military tactics. This is a weapon. Mm-hmm. This, I, this, oh, mm-hmm. I could actually use. I have two points of that. I can use a point. You want to go ahead with that? Okay. This is your this is your home turf. I would hate to step on. Mongolian pride for uh, for large weapons. Well, the Chinese are very amused by their wall. I'd hate for them to lose it. So, Altani, uh, you you are talking uh, to Leah, and you, you are one of the few people in the party who can sort of distill her ridiculously complex thought patterns down to simple ideas. Um, and you manage to wrestle out of her the radius that she would have on this EMP device. So you realize it's going to take more than one of these if you want to take out the entire wall. And you'll need to position them at different points along the wall. So you draw up a map of the wall and you basically mark off on the map, we need this here, this one here, this one here, and this one here. Mm-hmm. Like that. Like that. Mm-hmm. Exactly like Very that. Very good. So now all you need to do is manage to build those devices, uh, either through retrofitting technology that you already have, using stuff that's on Kafala's ship. Uh, you would need to spend a point to put out multiple devices. Uh, you would just need that to make one large device that would affect the wall. So with the, just having the skill and tinker... Perhaps I could uh, use uh, a few points of preparedness to say, I'm, well, of course, we always stock... Ah, they ship with EMPs. I mean, excellent. They're they're you know non destructive future technology destroying equipment. I would think it. Would yeah, be yeah. One one point should be fine for that. So know, yeah, without rolling. No, without rolling. Yeah. Okay. So you you definitely have uh, on the ship EMPs just in case you have to take out ridiculous future technology in the past, which you need to which you need to do in this circumstance. Indeed. Unfortunately, these are not wireless devices uh, by the nature of the EMP. Nobody wanted. Uh, to risk, well, maybe one of the EMPs is going to take out another EMP before it gets off. And so you have to uh, be at different points, coincidentally, five different points along the Great Wall in order to set these off at the exact same time to take out all of the radio signals that are along the wall. Good. Let's split the party up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Everybody okay. get your autocons out. Synchronize on my mark. Mark! <laughs> Boop! Weren't these auto-synchronized by the Citadel? <laughs> you did it anyway, didn't you? <laughs> no, I have difficulty using my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are all set up on different parts of the Great Wall. Operation of the device is simple enough. Is there anybody here who is so unfamiliar with future technology that you think there might be a chance of you breaking it instead of actually activating it? If not, I'm sure there's some sort of activity role that we can make you make for that. Or if you feel like Altani has been in the... Uh... I know how to push it. Okay, so yeah, we'll... I lack history future, but I do know how to blow things up. So I think I'm good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think we're okay. So you now just need to sneak into areas where guards do not see you. Unobtrusiveness roll? Yes, yeah. unobtrusiveness. I'm going to spend two because this is a Ditto. very important thing we're doing. Well, the, I just thought, just in case, the mm-hmm. impersonator mesh that we apparently all have 
That gives us a plus three to unobtrusiveness when not noticed. Yeah, when I'm not so noticed, but you're a guard who's not on. Oh, so basically, that that's something that I haven't been dealing with in this because I thought it would be more fun to have a lizard person in ancient Egypt. It is really fun. That's fine. Yeah. And like, what's the point of the disguise role if you don't need yeah, to make disguises? Yeah. So like, okay. so resuming, uh, you guys can use either unobtrusiveness or disguise or really whatever ability you think is going to be most appropriate and that you're best at to get to your location on the wall unnoticed. You're probably going to be dropped off by Kafala because the wall is enormous, but you are dropped off at different points along the wall. I Yeah, oh, since I'm God. dropping everybody off, I'm just going to stay on my cloak chip till the last second. I'm going to take me. off the gold. <laughs> <laughs> now I just look like a normal lizard person. <laughs> Mace Hunter jumps from shadow to shadow, biding his time. He waits till the guards are looking the other way. He steps across. Mace Hunter remains hidden, his prey not knowing what's coming next. Now roll because you are narrating these actions. Out loud. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to use two for, uh, I got a whole lot of that. Yeah. (laughs) Dinosaur means one. The gods... (laughs) The god, the stupid Chinese gods don't notice anything. Their pitiful country could barely repel a Mongolian attack, let alone the mighty Mace Hunter, warrior of the future. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> you got a little bit uh, too into uh, <laughs> your motif there. And the guards uh, have noticed you. What hi! <laughs> they point Gents? their spears at you, and Whew. you are now in a scuffle. <laughs> Um, and I'm gonna say the guards do have a drop on you because they came upon you when you were narrating to yourself. <laughs> I was narrating. Oh my action. god, you are a villain. You are monologuing. You are monologuing. <laughs> I was narrating Mace's actions, not Ma- Nace wasn't. Well, no, Mace going. definitely Mace. was. Mace was definitely narrating. You have only been playing action. Mace in front of me for about two hours, but I already know he was narrating. Mace his, was narrating. His daring. <laughs> Along the Great Wall of China. All right. So these guards are going to attack you. Uh, What is your difficulty threshold to be hit? Uh, It is uh, five. I have a hit threshold of four and armor one. All right. So the first one misses as it uh, stabs its spear and you hop back. The spear goes just between your legs, barely missing you. (laughs) I need that. Please be careful. Uh, and the other is a four. Uh, the spear swings, uh, swings towards your temple and you quickly duck under it and manage to get out of the way. Too slow, uh, but we'll practice, guys. Don't worry. Rolling back, you get up to your feet and it is your turn. Okay. Mace Hunter is going to, um, so there's just two guys? There are just two guards, yeah. Two guards. That okay. you have to take out silently. Well, I mean, they're kind of making some noise with them swinging swords. Mace yeah. Hunter is incapable of doing anything <laughs> silently. Okay, <laughs> Mace Hunter is going to wrap one arm around the uh, closest guard, and using him as a pivot point, he's going to swing around and kick both feet into the face of the second guard while maintaining a sleeper hold onto the second one, cutting off the blood. Oh, the first guy. Okay, so you're you're attempting to take two actions in one round, if, if that's what I understand. Yes. And that is absolutely something that you'd be free to do. 
So holding the guard, uh, you manage, so you're attacking one. Uh, you know the other one won't be taken out by this action, um, but roll your attack. Okay, so I am going to use, um, I'm going to use two more scuffling for the first guard. So, so the, the one that's actually being attacked is the one I guess I'm kicking in the face. Right. The other guy's just a prop at this point. <laughs> All right. Mace Hunter rolls. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so you what you you grab the guard's arm intending to, you know, like flip him around and like kick, but his grip just tightens against your neck. Like it's like these are guards who are trained for hand-to-hand combat. You're a big game hunter who normally shoots things that don't even know that you're there. So you're like, "Oh, this is a di- this is different. This is different. It's very different." <laughs> um and now it's their round. Uh they're going to try and take you out. Uh so I'm going to say you have minus 1. Now they need 4 to get you. Uh so one guard tries to punch you in the stomach. You lean back into the chokehold and use your knees to deflect his fist to the side. You're still very good at hand-to-hand combat. And the other one attempts to tighten his grip and choke you out a little bit. And he does succeed in hitting you. So as you manage to block one guard's fists with your legs, uh, the other one punches you in the kidney, uh, which sort of causes your legs to drop down again and you're again on the ground um, and you take six damage. It was a really good shot to the kidneys. Uh, You're going to be feeling that one. It's going to bruise over nice. So feeling the pain cuts to the ground just like (coughs) Mace Hunter decides to fight dirty. Mace Hunter um, pulls out his uh, pacifist disruptor Mm -hmm. and just uh, lunges at the, uh, not the guy that just punched her in the kidney, but the guy that's in front of him, and he is just going to try to zap him with the disruptor, knocking him out. Okay. Make your... Melee still be scuffling, right? Yeah. Yes, because you're using, because the, the pacifist disruptor can either be used melee or range. But, so. I'm in it. I'm in it. So you're in it. A, so you take melee. out your pacifist disruptor, which you've had stylized to look like brass knuckles. And then I just... Take a mighty swing and bam! That yeah. guy is not just out; he is out. So what happens is uh, the uh, the guard approaches you again, uh, and he is ready to like just take like take you out permanently. He's going to hit you with his spear. You, no fear in your heart, manage to uh, slightly elbow the guy who's got you in the chokehold, releasing you for a second, and you lunge at the spear swing. The tip of the spear goes right past your face as you move your fist in, and with a mighty uppercut, you take out the other guard. He actually lifts off the ground before plummeting down. He is taken out completely. Now it's just the other guard behind you who rushes you, tries to tackle you. You're clearly very dangerous. And wow, again, he rolls perfect uh, and manages to tackle you to the ground. Uh, you take five damage. You hit against the hard stone of the Great Wall. You're definitely bleeding from the back of your head a little bit. But there's only one guard left. You got to take him out. All right. Mace Hunter is going to use the momentum from the tackle to roll forward and to create some distance. Um, and then very stylishly, he's going to turn that roll into a about face kneel and just pew, 
fire the uh, pacifist disruptor this time, um, now that he's safely uh, away from At a guy. distance, yeah. At a distance. And so I'm going to use, uh, I'm going to use three shooting. No room for failure. No that is an automatic failure. success. And the guard ugh, falls to the ground, unconscious. No, we'll move down the line. Kafala, you said that you, that was all him setting up and getting ready to do the synchronized EMP, you guys. Uh, <laughs> so Kafala, you have, uh, you've decided to wait on the ship until it's the appropriate time, correct? He's gonna drop out and hit the button how rather are you, than being secretive. How are you protecting the ship from the EMP? Oh. Uh, as a ship that carries EMP weapons, I was assuming it was shielded. Perhaps it's shielded. A, so it's shielded. Some, yeah. Okay. That's that's all I needed you to say okay. is that it's shielded. It um, is shielded from the EMP. Okay. So it's going to be pretty simple. Uh, we'll fast forward to the time where you do have to drop. Um, uh, you can either use an ability uh, like unobtrusiveness or something like that to time it so that it's exactly when guards are looking the other way. And I'll, that you drop I'll, down silently. I'll give it a try at the un- at the unobtrusiveness, and I'll, okay. I'll use one point just to make it slightly just to easier. pad it. So yeah, your success yeah. is going to be three instead of four. Five, perfect. Right. Yeah. So you drop down flawlessly. Uh, you pull out your binoculars. You can see in the distance the comic scene where <laughs> Mace Mace Hunter is scuffling with some guards. You chuckle to yourself Chuck as to he's myself. Oh. binoculars break the fourth wall. <laughs> we'll wink at the uh. camera. <laughs> um, all right, Altani. Yes. What are you doing um, to to sneak into position first and foremost? Well, I. F- Happen to be an area that's very, very familiar to me, uh, in my homeland. And I know that there is a small crack up here that I could easily scramble up. So I use my unobtrusive skill twice. Perfect. Okay. Roll it. Seven. <laughs> Excellent. So yeah, you get up, you are a shadow on the wind. Uh, you scale to the top of the wall, you know exactly where the guards will and will not look. You peek in the window of a guard post, you know that it's going to be at least 25 minutes before the next patrol comes back. There is a guard sleeping in a chair there. What do you do? Sleeping on the job, I cannot brook this nonsense from a Chinese man or from any man. <laughs> I take my sword out slowly, hoping nobody's watching me. He must be punished for his ins- insolence. And I hold it up to his neck. And then I realize I'm supposed to set off the EMP. And I wait in confusion as to not... Because I'm not sure. Do I kill my enemy or do I accomplish the plan? Hmm. <laughs> You ponder over that. We're going to skip over Dr. Breen for right now, and we come to Skeg. Skeg. Yes, hello. Where are you setting up, or how are you setting up uh, to be unnoticed? I'm going to start by using notice to figure Mm. out where the guards are. I can't believe nobody else did this. All right. (laughs) So you you can use notice, uh, and I'll give you the option of spending a point of notice. If you want. Yes, sir. Okay. So you take a note of where the guards are. Uh, you have found a similar exploit to Altani's. There is a guardhouse uh, that they check in with at every moment uh, near a large torch. It's a torch they light along the wall to signal in case there is an enemy attack on the way. Um, and then you focus in on the torch and you see a light coming from it. Which is strange because the torch is not lit. 
uh, you take out your raptor goggles um, and zoom in. That's a futuristic device on the bottom of that torch. Oh, well, problem solved then. <laughs> um, so what are you doing now? So I don't actually have to get on the wall. Um, well, this should be easy enough. Um, I Can I disable this using my psychic powers from a distance? You can try, absolutely. Um, stepping out of character, it says on my sheet that I can use uh, the pacifist... I can use a psychic thing that's like that as mm-hmm. a shot. Okay, so that the that would work on people. That won't work um, on people because like you're you're psychically going into their head and you're you know messing with their brain. However, for a device, I, I, the, from what I understand, the sophist raptors are, are, are more te- yeah sophosaurs are more telepathic than their outright psychic. Do you mm-hmm. have telekinesis? Or just telepathy. It's not particularly clear. It's not um, clear. So I'm gonna, I'm so gonna go with. with I'll say just it's psychic. whatever. Yeah. It, what, okay. Stuff. Okay. So we'll yeah. Make this difficult. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> so you you'll need to either be able to interact with that device physically okay. or shoot it. Both of which are options that are obviously open to you. Let's just shoot it. Okay. Can I just say one thing? Shoot her! <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I can't say it. It's, it's like wearing the band's shirt to the show you're at. That's not done. Yeah, it just shows that you support and like the band. Who would want that? <laughs> Don't be that raptor. <laughs> anyway, um, so now, uh, so you're getting ready to shoot it. We're going to move over to Dr. Leah Breen. Uh, Leah, how are you sneaking onto the wall unobtrusively? Well, before even going down there, I'm going to uh, roll a disguise check. I'm just going to go ahead and look like a... Uh, a scientific guard, if you will, one of the one of the planning and strategic one the, guards. One of the guards of science. One of the famous science guards yes. of China. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of course. Um, and so I, in fact, do look exactly like a science guard, guys. So, so it would be no. It would not at all be suspicious headband. if somebody saw me tinkering with something on the wall. So that would be. I'll say that you've managed to you, – you're like, well, what, what about the science guards of China? Clearly there must be some science guards. And you're looking through Chinese history and finding there is not really such a post as science guard. But you do find magistrate and you're like, well, that's sort of like a scientist in its right. own way. They were philosophers and thinkers and engineers. So you craft yourself a magistrate costume. Uh and you've, you, you have, you've made a, you found one that has like proper headgear that would conceal your face in a good way. Um, so roll your disguise, uh, or, oh, you did, I you just did. did. Yeah, you did. It was perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, your disguise is completely flawless. Uh, your brilliant plan has succeeded again. You, Always. You find a secluded area of the wall and you begin to set up your device. Uh, and you're a little bit distracted when you feel an object being poked into your back. Well, well, Dr. Breen. This always happens. Why did I not plot where I flung other scientists or something? Oh my goodness, who is it this time? Well, perhaps we should wait for a future version of yourself to come save you. Oh wait, no one's coming. You turn around, slowly, and you see a woman with long brown hair, dressed in a red trench coat with a large red hat on her head. Mm -hmm. You don't recognize her. She's not anyone that you've encountered before. Oh, 
Who are you? I'm sorry that we had to meet under these circumstances. I was hoping to meet you after my plan had been fully completed. My name is Carmen. Cue music! And... <laughs> I'm nice. so much! So rather than the classic theme song that I believe many of you are thinking of, uh, Carmen, uh, along the wall, you hear music. Uh, music that she has started with a device attached to her wrist. Is it all along the watchtowers? And it sounds, <laughs> it sounds like this. So all along the wall, the air is full of music. All along, it's not a tower; it's a wall. You which said is, there were towers, which is like sort of, I guess, a big stretched-out tower if you want to get technical. Um, but all along the wall, uh, every one of you, as you drop down into position and you are just about to fire your devices, feel a similar poke in your back. And you turn turn around and see the exact same woman, except for you. You, uh, Skeg, instead of seeing a woman dressed in red, you see a raptor wearing a red trench coat and red hat. Oh, this seems problematic. (laughs) Hello, Skeg. And you recognize... This is a famous thief from your timeline. And there are many rumors that this grand thief helped cause the end of the timeline altogether. There are all sorts of rumors floating around her. It's one of the first people or first one of the first sophosaurs to get access to time travel and use it for bad things. That would be awful doing that. It played a lot into uh, the Time Watch having to end your timeline. This creature, uh, also known as Carmen Sandiego, and your timeline But is... with a K. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Carmen Sandiego. Pointing a futuristic laser device at you. I was hoping it wouldn't have to come to this. With your raptor hands. Yes. It, it's clumsy. <laughs> it's clumsy. It's clumsy. But you manage it. I'm going to have to ask you to drop the device. I'm not sure I can do that, Carmen. All right. Well, no matter. I just didn't want to cause any further damage to the space-time continuum with uh, stopping a time travel device mid-activation. It is already activated, by the way, Skeg. Rats and other small mammals. (laughs) If you want to gamble with the fate of the universe, I encourage you. I just felt that you would be more evolved than your comrades in this decision-making process. Flattery. (laughs) I hope it will get me somewhere, Skeg. So I have an idea here. Mm -hmm. It involves having two points in paradox prevention. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It also involves uh, that... If I put any points into scuffling, I automatically do at least that much damage. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to try to jump at him and fling him into the device in a way that hopefully fixes things. <laughs> the way you trail out there is not really confident okay. in how the plan's going to work. So, so you want mm. to deactivate... Uh, so, so you want to use the device in a way that will not cause the paradox that Carmen's describing at the same time that you're taking taking Carmen out, or trying to take Carmen out. Maybe if I can get the device attached to him instead? Would that work? Interesting. So... uh. 
what what uh, I guess I guess what Carmen is implying is that activating that the, the time travel device has already been activated, mm-hmm. and that stopping it mid activation could so, be disastrous for what I'm thinking the is continuum. That I assume that my comrades mm-hmm. are succeeding. Because why would there be other Carmen San Diego's? There's just the one who's a raptor, <laughs> right? Like normal people. Uh, <laughs> and why would the most skilled fighter in your team consistently roll horribly and get his ass kicked? I mean, clearly, yeah, they're all in good no, shape. Me. I'm the, I'm the, I'm a raptor. I have, I, I have, but yeah, I can shoot you. I, I love you're too pretty. I, that's I why I fight you. I love this flirting that goes on between these two characters as they argue who is the strongest fighter. Uh, but my thought is, if there's only one that's still active, mm-hmm. maybe if we can just have that attached to Carmen San Diego rather than the wall. Carmen San Diego gets blipped out. The wall stays here, mm-hmm. and we're good. Okay, okay, I see what you're saying. So you want to. Try and quickly slap the device on Carmen rather than have it attached to the wall in the way that it is yeah. to disrupt that. That's a great idea. Um, so you're spending two points in paradox prevention for yes. that. I, that is definitely a two <laughs> point um, to do it because you're going to need to quickly on the fly adjust the device um, in order to recalibrate well, it I mean, to just if, be. If Carmen pops up at the other end of the travel in less than cohesive form that's not really a that's not your me. concern yeah exactly um and this you is, blame me for flinging people through time travel this one deserves it so okay. now you are going to need to use scuffle in order to actually uh, physically attach the device okay. you've managed to quickly in, a, in an instant grab the device and retrofit it and you're now just trying to attach it to her coat mm-hmm have you sent us any psychic messages so we know what you're doing over there? No, I'm busy. This is like this is a <laughs> second. This is literally a second. Yeah. Um, so we're we're taking bids silently, like uh, Price is Right. How much should I bid? Yeah. Because um, I I have here uh, on Carmen's character sheet the threshold that you need to make mm. in order to hit her. But if you roll well, it's fine. And who rolls poorly at this table? Yeah. No one, no one, nobody, nobody. We've been in the same D&D group. We know. <laughs> we know how bad it can get. Uh, I'm going to spend two stitches to do teamwork here and give you plus one to whatever you All want. right. Now, the way teamwork works oh, is you I'm... do need to describe how you're helping. Oh, I can't help you. I'm sorry. I'm, all, <laughs> I'm, I'm, all no, I'm, I'm open to you. I'm open to you helping, but I need to know how it's being accomplished. Well, I'm staring at my own Carmen Sandiego. Right okay. Now, okay. So I mean, I, and you have a knife to somebody's throat and, and you're debating if you should help us. <laughs> Or do other things. Yes. You're a little. I'm. I'm. <laughs> I would have helped you if I was next to you, but we split the party. <laughs> we I split the party. To be fair. <laughs> well, I've got plenty of chips to try to fill things back up, so I'm going to go with six scuffling. All right. So this is contested. You, this is this is real deal. Yeah, this is real deal stuff. Uh, so you have put six into it. Mm-hmm. I rolled a one. Hooray! Oh, it's good. Yay for you put six. six and you best her hey <laughs> good job what no you fool <laughs> um at the at the climax of the song uh she disappears um and we'll find out if that's along with other parts of the wall uh so let's move let's move back to to leah breen leah carmen's carmen's got a gun on you uh you have your device in your hands or, or, no it's not you turned you, you turned around to look at her 
So I'm going to ask you to step away from the device. I'm going to resist doing such things. I understand your inclination to duty, Leah, but I'm asking you because what I'm doing is important. Really? Could you explain that to me? Because I could see a case for that. Waldorf thinks it's important. And you flash back uh, to your your assistant, your lab assistant, who was tragically killed in the test of one of your time machines early on in Time Watch, uh, when even their time their time jump wasn't the autocron technology. It wasn't as sophisticated. You leaps and bounds improved the time watch time travel uh, capabilities. But in testing that, uh, your assistant Waldorf Anson was unwritten from space and time. Or so you thought. And can you tell me what he said about that? Waldorf said this was very necessary. For what? I can't reveal all that to you because you're going to find it out, and that will cause a paradox. And let's face it, with all the paradox that we've caused today, that might break you. I'm going to go ahead and use a little bit of reassurance Mm -hmm. for her, and I'm also probably going to use a little bit of authority, since I am the one who created time travel and whatnot, to find out exactly what's going on here. So I'm spending a point in both of those. All right. Uh, so yeah, you so you spend a you spend a point in reassurance and authority. What do you say? It um, will work no matter what it is. Just tell me what you say. I I, I mean basically I just want to know why why are we taking the seven wonders? Clearly all of them are going because we've already lost four ish, and here comes another one. So wh- why are these in particular important? And what's the grand plan? All right, I guess I can be level with you. There is a predatory race of alien creatures uh, that goes to underdeveloped planets like this one uh, across space and time, and they offer them wonders, uh, fantastic structures, leaps forward in math, science, technology, and medicine in exchange for an apocalypse, a ridiculous number of years from the date the deal is struck. Indeed, we actually came across some of that at the beginning of the pyramids, yep. Well, I see Time Watch is still worth something. This race uses these wonders as markers. They will return in, oh, uh, universal time hours from now to claim their prize. The reason that we don't know about it yet is they live outside of space and time, not unlike your time watch. In the master universal time, they haven't attacked yet, but they will. And when they do, this planet and all it has ever created will be consumed in a single moment. I'm not too keen on that. Are you? And she says this as the song is starting to reach its climax. Uh, you have a moment where you can either activate your device or not activate your device. Do you choose to trust her or not? She does have my assistant. It does sound very interesting. I think I'm going to trust her. And in that moment, the song reaches its crescendo And you, along with the wall, and Carmen Sandiego are blinked somewhere else. Question. Yes. Where in time is Carmen Sandiego? We'll find out. (laughs) Altani! 
Altani, you are about to slit the throat of a guard when a woman in red holds a gun to your back. I'm going to ask you to put your sword down and that device. I do not move. I understand, Altani, you have a warrior's code and honor, and I respect all of those things. But I have a gun. Now, you're very tough. You're very strong. There's a reason that Time Watch chose you for active duty, Altani. Believe me, I know that. But I am not afraid to kill you. Hmm. So as uh, as I'm listening to her speak, mm-hmm. I sense weakness in her voice. Yeah, okay. I drop down. I throw my leg back, hoping to trip her. Excellent. So you will need to roll an at- you will need to roll an attack against her threshold as she is not expecting you to attack her. Indeed. Scuffling? Uh yes. Roll scuffling. Okay. And how many points are you using? I'm using three. Three? Okay. So that'll be five. That'll be five? Total. You you get her. Oh phew. So uh so you 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 trip her, uh she falls back, the gun goes off, the guard wakes up. Um, but she quickly recovers, um, and now you two are engaged in combat. Um, she's going to go up first, and uh, she dials something on her, on an autocron that, what looks like an autocron on her wrist. The design is slightly different, um, and she appears to be ready for you. Uh, the guard gets up and just like starts blearily blinking around the room. He hasn't quite gathered his faculties yet, and it's back around to you. Um, uh, at this point, I'm going to use the point of authority. Mm-hmm. Guard, this is an enemy of China. Attack. Perfect. That's the Mongol. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't oh, he even doesn't notice your he Mongolian accent. <laughs> For China! He uh, grabs his spear and he thrusts forward towards Carmen. The spear, you can see, goes directly into her head. It is sunk deep in there. Or... So it appears, uh, if we were to take the camera and shift it around to the side, you see the sphere is disappearing in space and time right in front of Carmen Sandiego's head. And on her turn, a second later, she presses something on her autocron, and the spear comes out of a tunnel into the guard's head. Ooh. And he's stabbed himself to death, and he falls backwards and down. Worst. Well, this is something. <laughs> Thank you, pointless guard, for your for your work. Um, pneumonia, by the way. He would have died of pneumonia. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've saved him from a weak death. Uh, Certainly more comfortable than the one he would have experienced. <laughs> um. I how far away from her am I? Um, I'd say you're mere feet away from her. Uh, I probably about five feet uh, because you you dropped down and sort of rolled back to the side to allow the guard mm-hmm. to run through. I grab the guard's body as it's falling and take my gun to shoot her. Meat shield. Yeah, yeah. So you're so as is the way of my people. <laughs> so you're ready. So now we're making an opposed roll. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so you roll, you'll roll your, uh, I think since you're using your gun, you're going to be rolling your shooting. Okay. Um, three. Three. Okay. So she spent two points and got one. So you both got three. <laughs> um, Everybody Can I toss in some chips for that? Uh, it's too no. late to toss in chips. <laughs> I throw money at her face. You can, after post roll. You can we use it? Uh, add like to modify something after a roll. Kind of mm-hmm. that's what they're kind of for to see. Oh, I didn't succeed, but I want to succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, you can use a um, to boost damage. So this would. Uh, this would be damage. This My would bad. be a damage booster. Not the roll. Okay. My bad. Yeah. It is combat, but it's not. So what what happens during a tie? Uh, uh, like it's either tie. I think ties generally go to the player. Um, but since this is a boss character scenario, I am going to give you a fifty fifty. Choose evens or odds and roll a die. Uh, let's say odds. Like Ooh. one. One. Perfect. So you are successful. Huzzah. Uh, you, you, your, your bullet fires at her. She's dialing quickly on her wrist and it's not quick enough and roll damage. Uh, can I throw in this one for extra damage? Yeah, you, you should absolutely three. be able to. A damage of three. Damage of three. Okay. Uh, so she takes three damage as the bullet grazes her shoulder. And it is her turn. And on her turn, uh, she uses, she again engages with the device on her wrist and she points it at you. If you're going to be like this, I'm afraid I can't have you as an X factor in my plan. Goodbye. And now I need you to make a chrono stability roll. Six. Six. So you are, uh, so you are all of a sudden awash with the memories of a world where the Great Wall of China never existed. You see, you open your eyes for a second to see yourself, uh, and along with your father sitting on, like, a sieging, uh, the great cities of China together. It's a really great father-daughter bonding moment. And yeah, like, you're, you're, you're glopping off heads together and you just look in each other's eyes and you can see that he's so proud of you. It's really touching. But with sheer willpower, you resist that and you're back in the moment. She didn't manage to disrupt your chrono stability. And again, I'm sad. <laughs> can I am I can I stop to see why can to have a conversation or are we? You, you can try. Yeah, you battle? can try. It's you can oh. do whatever you want. It's role playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not yet. <laughs> um, we need to stop this madness. Why are you doing this? I'm doing this for me and for everyone. I'm going to save everything. I need you to trust me. I'm going to use a point in falsehood detection. I don't believe you. Truly, why are you here? I'm here to get you to a safe place. Hmm. Apparently she's telling the truth. Yeah. You you know that that statement was true. Hmm. You're not sure about the statements that preceded it. Right. But certainly that one is true. Uh, I put my uh, my pacifist disruptor at my side. Say, your words hold with me. 
what is the safe place and who are we in danger from? Oh, you're about to find out. As the music reaches its crescendo once again, and you disappear. Kafala. I'm glad we saved one piece of fuel. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so what do I have pressed into my back? (laughs) It appears to be a gun. You are an agent of Time Watch. This happens a lot. So (laughs) at this point, you recognize what it feels like to have a handgun pointed at the back of you. Low-tech handgun. Yeah, it's it's a slug thrower. Ah, okay. Not EMPable. Yeah, not EMPable. Okay. (laughs) Good Um, idea, though. I liked that. So, yeah, I casually turn around. I still have the device in my hand. I have a similar conversation to what's going on. Well, now you, like, you are far enough in the future and not so absorbed in scientific research (laughs) that you would know of Carmen Sandiego. Carmen Sandiego is a dangerous criminal, uh, (laughs) a legacy criminal, someone who has existed throughout all of history or has proposed to have existed throughout all of history, sort of like a Lupin. People imagined that this was a family of people who were trained to be super thieves. But like, oh, yeah, time travel. That makes sense. I got it. I got it. (laughs) You know I can't let you do this. I'm afraid it's not within your power to let me do anything. Now, I can let you live, and I'm very willing to do that. You just need to step away from the device and let me finish my work here. Uh, will you put down the gun if I do? Well, that sounds like a very stupid thing. Does that work? Does that work I, I, often for I'm you? I'm still waiting. I often have to observe <laughs> the future to see when these the kinds of types of things happen. Um, I mean, you yeah. are very charming, Kafala, but I can't imagine putting down my gun because you're blinking your pretty little eyes. Could you? I wouldn't be a very good thief if I did that. I have a great imagination. Um, <laughs> well, I, uh, I'm afraid we, uh, we appear to be at an impasse here. Um, not just the wall. <laughs> well, you should be afraid. She fires. <laughs> okay, good. Um, so I am going to make her roll. This is an opposed roll, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe, or, or is it? Is it? I mean, I have armor. I have a hit threshold. I don't know if yeah. it's just scuffle. And you're a... hard to hit. Yeah, my athletics makes me hard to hit. I don't know. Okay, so... Uh, it, it's at a base of five the same way his Yeah, so it's a base early. of five. And I think that's where we'll leave for this week. We'll be oh, back next week no. to find out what happens. We'll be back next week, heroes, with the conclusion of the One-Shot Time Watch trilogy. I hope you've been enjoying it so far. Before I get any further in the wrap-up notes, I want to send a special birthday shout-out to Mickey Mahalik. Happy birthday, Mickey. Or, as they say in the land of kobolds, May the dragon tyrant regard you with benevolent indifference, and only trod upon you by accident. Seriously, Mickey, thank you so much for listening, and you can thank Theo for contacting me. Guys, Chicago Loot Drop really is a wonderful organization, and if you want to get involved, please follow the link in the show notes. Time Watch is also an awesome game. If you want to find out more about that system, you can follow them at, at @timewatchrpg on Twitter. And while you're following people on Twitter, be sure to follow us at OneShotRPG to get the latest news about OneShot, critical success, and epiphany. OneShot is a Peaches and Hot Sauce presentation. Peaches and Hot Sauce is a Chicago-based comedy network with tons of great articles, videos, and podcasts for you to enjoy at peachesandhotsauce.com. 
finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Be Your Own Pet with Adventure, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes! A castle-